Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, and welcome to First Fellowship Sunday, uh, Sunday morning Sunday school for the women. How are you all this morning? Fine. Fine. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to welcome our First Fellowship uh, sisters, our queens of First Fellowship, along with our guests to our Sunday morning Sunday school. And we're going to go ahead and get started with a prayer. And after prayer, we're going to turn it over to Sister Rosa. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you, Lord, for just blessing us on this morning to see another day, God. Lord, to be able to hear the birds chirp, God, just to be able to just be in your presence, God. We just thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for bringing us all together, and we're well, Father. We want to pray, God, for this Sunday school on this morning, God. We pray, God, that you were blessed, Father. Your your blessings will flow, God. We will all learn, God, from one another, God, and be able to take whatever we learn, God, into our everyday lives. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Good morning, class. Good morning. 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 Good and the first thing they did was put out a gog out his eyes. And so it uh, was possible for him to escape. They took him to Gaza, where he was placed in prison. Once an Israelite hero, now a slave, grinding grain. The uh, regrowth of his hair showed God's grace returning, but not yet his strength. The Philistines through a national celebration for their victory. At this celebration, Samson was to uh, entertain them in the courtyard of the temple, where about 3,000 people were on the rooftop and more in the temple looked on. After entertaining, Samson asked the lad that led him, uh, you know, against the pillars of the building because he was tired. Samson cried out, uh, "Remember me! I pray the only, I pray the only this once, O oh God, that I may avenge the Philistines for my eyes." In answer to Samson's prayer for strength, God enabled him to push the pillars down, and Samson uttered his final words: "Let me die with the Philistines." So the dead he slew. At his death were more than them which he slew in life. Samson, the 13th judge of Israel, for 20 years, was laid to rest. Uh, he was taken back to the family plot and laid to rest. And uh, to go into this morning's lesson, we are closing out um, the judges. We have still got one more judge. Today's lesson, Sam just. Samuel's leadership brings victory. This week's lessons highlight Samuel from the tribe of Levi. He was both a prophet and the last in line of judges. He was famous for anointing the first two kings of Israel, Saul and David. God placed his hand on Samuel for a special ministry as a judge and prophet. Uh, leadership is about guidance and direction. Samuel possessed the qualities needed for such a task. So Sister Garner will take us into the lesson, and we'll see what Samuel is all about this morning with his leadership. The guy was right here. Well, you can talk to me on my Okay. Okay, you ready for me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, uh, the topic is recovery of the ark. 
1 Samuel 7, 1 and 2. And the men of of Kirk Regim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abadab in the hill and, and sanctified Elazar, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass while the ark was, was abode in Kirk I learned how to say that, but that the time was long, for it was 20, 20 years, and all the house of Israel labored after God. They was uh, the labored after God. They was uh, uh, they, that's the expression of the loss. And also, when it, although the, our trip through the book of Judges was conducted, and our study of the period of Judges has not. Uh, has not. Samuel, in fact, is the last of the judges and the first in line for the prophets. And you go to Acts 3, 324, and it tells you about the prophet of Samuel lived, lived and during the transition between the judges and the kings of Israel. And he was seen as the first of succession of prophets. He anointed David the king, David the, the, the royal, in the royal line. And it goes on and it tells you about uh, as as a young age, Samuel was was called. He was taken to the tabernacle and raised by Eli the priest as a young age. And Samuel was called by God to his special minister. And you go to chapter 3 uh, for that. The Philistine defeated the Israelites in the battle of capture of the Ark of the Covenant. And when Eli learned that his sons had been killed, and in the ark and, and captured, and he fell fell in place place where he was he was seated and died when he found it. and I understand he was kind of a fat man anyway. Uh, uh, the Lord. Uh, meanwhile, the boy Samuel was serving the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in the days of the message from the Lord, were very rare vision and quite. Uncommon for a messenger to rush over to Eli and tell him the news. Eli was 98 years old, blind, and the messenger said, just, just come from the bow from Eli and demanded what had happened. Israel had been defeated, and that's why he, he fell. And he told him about his sons had died. And also, the Philistines soon learned the ark was a boom that they expected. Uh, to go to chapter 5, and they sent it back to Israel like, like several months later. And it's because they had kept it that long. The reason they sent it back, because it was, it was, uh, it was, this, it, see, it was, uh, army, the army had been defeated, and they sent it back because of, of, of the diseases and, and the outbreak of, of, of diseases and, and different, 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 uh, Things that came upon them, and uh, also when Eli found out that his sons had died, his daughter-in-law was pregnant, and uh, and retrieving the ark of, of seven one, the men from Kerajim was asked to retrieve the ark from 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 Beth Shemesh, while the Philistines had sent it back, so they came fetched up to the ark of the Lord. As he requested, the Ark of the Covenant was built up on Mount Sinai. At the same time, the tabernacle was constructed. Uh, the most sacred object in the, in the nation symbolized the very presence of the God. And how the Ark was built and, and with the cubit and the corners and overlaid with gold and, and, and everything, God among them to capture was seen as a great tragedy as it returned to a great blessing. The ark was taken to the home of Abinadab, and his son, Elazar, was was concentrated as a, as a caretaker. His business was to guard the ark, not from being seized from the malicious Philistine, but from being touched by the curious Israelites. Uh, since we know nothing of Abinadab and Esau, we do not know why 
they was given the charge of the ark. Our suggestion is that they was 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 they was from the tribe of Levi and chosen for the reason privilege the ark had been located in in the tabernacle of Shiloh. Uh, as some point through the Shiloh was destroyed with Jeremiah after later used it as a water in the day of Jeremiah but would be uh, summer destroyed. It's right to turn to the Lord. But And the arc of 20 years of coverage probably refers to the lake of the time there. There was before Samuel addressed the people and the ark would be actually remained there until the time of David who brought brought it to Jerusalem when it was he made the city of the capital and the Lord lament after the, the people lament after the Lord means they was mourning through 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 mourning inside him he perhaps re, reflected the God's goodness and the Philistine defeated the Philistine and he licked the wilderness of 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 replicated themselves to the Lord. And it goes on, it tells us about, uh, uh, I talked about how Eli fell and uh, how he, 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 what size he was and everything. And uh, his, uh, the feeling that was his daughter-in-law, the wife of of Philogent was a pregnant uh, that was his daughter-in-law, and it was delivered. At, died, and she died at childbirth, and, and so on. And how they they carried the ark, returned the ark. I told you about the different diseases had broke out and, and come upon them, so they was afraid. <coughs> and that's the way how how they, uh, And you go to six fourteen. Uh, the text suggested that the people sin offering cows as they they went often through search often through search uh, 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 search of the uh, the the ark. They they put away first they put away the foreign gods. That's what they had to do in four Samuel four sixteen. The Israelites can continue continue sin. They, and they get get in a spot, then 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 they ready to turn back to God, and that's the way we are sometimes when we 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 ask for a blessing, and then we uh get get blessed, and then we turn right back to the to the world, and they also turn back to God, and the tablets of Ten Commandments, the Philistines, that's how they return, turn the ark because uh, the tablet had Ten Commandments. At, of which we know the Ten Commandments, and it, they had broke all of them. And uh, the ark breaks breaks uh, into uh, uh, different 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 laminations. Bone navigation system will be a civilian and military because it was military. The, uh, the armies and all of that was there. And like I said, different diseases and everything. And when they found out that. Uh, uh, God has stepped in and go to Exodus 37:1 and tell you how the ark was made of ship, shipping in wood and over how it overlaid with gold and everything. I guess they thought that was a you know way for a lot. That's what they they owl, but it was the, the covenant for the, of the Lord. And it goes on and it talks about how the ark was taken home to Abinad and his son of Esau was saturated as the ark caretaker. They was the caretaker. Why they was put as a caretaker, we do not know. It uh, it also uh, talks about uh, how how the Lord, the ark of the Lord was uh, receptive, gold covered portable box made uh, uh, this Arcadia wood. The ark lid was known as a mercy seat. The ark contained uh, two tablets, which are said of the law, and served as a meeting place where God revealed his will 
and guidance of his leaders. And during the rule of the judges, an ark of the Lord was the city of Shiloh. And it talks about the, how, how the ark of the Lord abides the, after the Lord linked the time of the period movement and personal dissertation. The, the ark of the Lord found a stable home, which was in uh, Colagene, and it remained there for a period of 20 years. And during that time, God's people respected the ark of the Lord as a representation of God's holy presence, a lament after God. And the English phrase, a lament after, comes from from the Hebrew term that means to the wall a lament. And the use of the word pitches that desires God's people for his favor by constantly assembling and crying out to him in repentance and worship and prayer. And let us rejoice in holy gratitude for the truth that God's dwelling place is no longer contained in temporary, movable objects. God's holy presence is now in our hearts. And we can go to uh, Ephesians 2.22, Revelation 21.7. And if you have believed in God, in the Lord Jesus as your Savior by faith, you have the ability of the privileges of experiencing his, his holy presence right where you are now. All I have to say about what... Uh, uh, Amen. Amen. So, Amen. That was very good, Sister Garner. Any other comments? Mm. I think you covered it all right there. Yeah, I just like to say you can't give up on God. It took them 20 years, but he still delivered them and let them come back. He'll forgive you by all your sins. Amen. Amen. You can look back at your life. It was 20 years, 30 years, seven months, or whatever. Right there, all you got to turn to it. Amen. Amen. And also, also, when it was talking about, you know, just repentance. I think, am I on the right part? I'm not for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay, repentance. Well, we go get down to that, but uh, they had to repent too. Okay, I had to run out and help us out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, when when it when it does talk about repentance, I don't, I don't know what section we're on right now, but when it does talk about repentance, it has to be the true repentance. Like a lot of times, we can be sorry. It talks about being sorry for our sins and everything, and and we can be sorry for our sins. That's okay, but that that does not move God. Just being sorry for our sins. True repentance is when we turn around, turn around from whatever we're doing. Right? We mm-hmm. have to make sure that we turn around, make a total turnaround in the Lord. And, and that's where true repentance comes because just, just being, you know, we can, we can be convicted. We can feel mm. bad, you know, just mm. like even with them, they can feel bad about what they're doing or we can feel bad about what we're doing, but we have to really have a turnaround in what we're doing. That's what mm. repentance means to turn around, to do mm. no more. Mm. And so we just have to make sure that we have, and I, I'm sorry, ladies, I don't know what section we're on, but um, we have to have true repentance. Mm-hmm. Any other comments on uh, that section? I don't want to get ahead of us. We know what this art, the the art. Uh, I think Sister Garner, she 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 touched on what the art was, uh, a sacred portable chest, which had the mercy uh, uh, had the mercy seat and and you know the turbans built as a part of it, and it was a a, a gold covered wooden chest, you know that had the two turbans mounted on both ends, and between them was the mercy seat. And uh, this was where God told Moses that he would meet 
with him when he had any message to give to him, and that was in Exodus. The ark was the most sacred object of the Israelites during the wilderness period after leaving Egypt. It was also known as the Ark of Covenant, uh, and that's in Numbers 10.33. The, uh, the, the Ark of God, and that was 1 Samuel 3.3, 3, and the Ark of the Testament, Testimony of the Law, and that's in Exodus 25.22, and that was prior to uh, the Babylonian captivity. Inside of this, uh, the Ark of Covenant, you know, you found that uh, stone tablet, and uh, that just like Sister Garner said, that contained the uh, Ten Commandments. And then they had the gold pot of manna, uh, which God miraculously uh, preserved as a testimony to the future generation. And the third item in the ark was Aaron's rod, <clears throat> Aaron's rod that budded to prove that the uh, Aaron was chosen by God. And once the tabernacle had, uh, was complete in the wilderness, wandering, the ark was then placed behind the curtain that separated the holy place from the most holy place. So that just, you know, a little uh, of what was in inside the uh, chest. <clears throat> Any other comments on... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, on the first outline. Oh. I read the second one. Okay. okay. Repentance required. And Samuel spanked unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strong gods and ashtoreth from among you. And prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the children of Israel did put away Badat and Ashton and serve the Lord only. Israel, Israel called to repent. True repentance does not just include sorrow for sin, though, in, though that is an essential part. It also means that people live differently and forsake sin. True repentance and conversation began in mourning after the Lord. It was better with the Israelites when they went, wanted the ark and were mourning after it than when they had the ark and were praying into it or priding themselves in it. All the house of Israel does not mean every single individual in the nation, but representations from the various tribes. These were the people to whom Samuel spanked. These leaders could then rely his message to the people in their respective towns and villages. Samuel's message was fairly simple. If they truly wanted to return to the Lord, that meant the re removal of the strong gods among them. Strong gods means foreign gods. That is, the delete of the nations around them that were a source of temptation. Israel turns from false gods, verse Samuel 7, 4. Among the most popular false gods in that region were the Badaman and Ashton, while they were worshipped under various names and localized destruction. Localized. Localized, I'm sorry. Destruction. These were the primary facility gods of the region. Bella was the male god and Ashton his female counterpart. Retro positions was often... Prostitution was often associated with their worship. If the people were really going to return to the Lord, they must serve him only, as they had been directed in the Ten Commandments. False gods must be put away or completely removed. If they do, did this, Samuel promised that God would deliver them from the Philistines. Israel, Israel in fact, took Samuel's uh, exhibit. 
exhibitation seriously and compare with his request, but as subsequential his history required reveals. This was not permanent as they backslid many times. Even today believers must be on constant guard against slipping back in the, into sin. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart or unbelief in parting from the living God. Amen. That is so true. If you don't keep God in your heart and keep him first, it's very easy to black, 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 backside. Black, nah, backside. Yeah, very easy. Just like our sister, uh, uh, Mike said about the true repentance. Uh -huh. It'd have to come from your heart. You can't turn back. No. Mm-mm. Keep looking forward. Straight ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm finished, Sister, Go uh, Sister Ross. Okay. Thank you for that, Sister Harris. Any other comments from any other um, other class? Yeah, I like to say, even though the gods of those days they worship, you know, was stones and they bow down before and prostitution was going on. Our gods of the day can be like money or. Anything we put before God, mind, even watching sports all the time, put anything before God is like a false God. This is this is a good lesson because it teaches for true repentance. This is not just feeling sorry because you slip back out into doing what you were doing. You got to, like someone told me, you got to you got to 
practice, but we gotta we gotta dig deep down into it. And yeah, I'm sorry to say that, you know, I am still repenting. I still feel sorry, but I gotta learn how to train my body, fast and pray and, and you know, just get serious with God. And that's what that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to get serious with him, all yeah. of us. <clears throat> that is that is why, you know, and uh and this this lesson is really good, uh, talking about repentance and and like it was talking about the you know, just having false gods and just different things that are going on in our in our in our lives. We have to watch those things because it, like you somebody said earlier, um, it can just be anything. It doesn't matter. It's anything that we put before God. So we just have to be careful and uh, just make sure that um, our hearts are always at a point to where um, when we do fall, because we're going to fall. When we do um, make mistakes, we're going to make mistakes. Just have a heart of repentance, a heart of repentance. And that means, like I said earlier, to turn around, not just to say I'm sorry, because, you know, God knows our heart. He knows our heart. And we have to have that true repentance for him in order for him to even forgive us. Um, we have to have that true repentance. And, a, and, a, and, a, and, and it has a lot to do with our heart. <coughs> I'm going to have to stay away from my family for a while, maybe even stay away just to get serious with God because when I'm around my brother and I'm like one of them, I do the things that they, I don't do the things that they do, but I say the things that they say and it's not good. They don't put those words in your mouth. You got to restrain that yourself. Yeah. Do you try to tell about the word of God? Yeah, but you know, not as much as I should. I I should be always like I grew up with people in high school that were saved, and I look at them. I mean, like they were always speaking of the Lord and saying of the Lord, and I see them today, and they still doing the same thing. I say. I say uh, they were truly committed. If I could have a commitment like that from high school to adult, still serving the Lord and talking about him and you praising can. him. Yeah, you can. You can. You're about, you're, you can. You're about the pe- people uh, uh, that believe in God. And, and every time you look up, we said something. We, something we, we had church when we could go. But look yep. what we doing now. We we hadn't lost no disconnection. Right. Mm-mm. And also, well, so, you know, my two daughters are no saints. My grandkids are no saints. My son-in-law. But when I'm around them and we're together, I'm not doing what they're doing. I might be in a corner somewhere watching and observing, watching TV, but the Lord is with me because I'm not going to let the cuss words that come out of their mouth come out of mine. Right. You know? Yeah. So it, it, you just have to train yourself on it and keep focusing on it. And I can do all things. I can do it, you know. Ms. Webster, don't stay away from your family. You are a light for your family. Right. You're probably yeah. the only light that they see. So you got to yeah. draw them to God. God is going to help you, and you got to draw them to him. Because they're watching you. They're watching what you're doing. Right. You're doing the right thing. They they might do what they do, but they they still looking at you. Watching you. Mhm. Watching you. It's like you you can be you a role model for them, you know, because yeah, yeah, They will look at you and say, "Well, she's not changing, so maybe maybe we need to change and go." Maybe we should change. There you go. I had this mm-hmm. teacher at Highland Park, uh, wore them tight, rocky jeans and everything. <laughs> and uh, I would come in t- talking about the oneness and talking about church and Sunday school or something. She asked me, so what's, what Monday morning she came in and she threw her hands up in the air. I said, what's going on? She said, I went mm-hmm. to church yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. church. I had such a good time and, and so on. <laughs> That's because what I had been seeing. Oh, I had been talking and enjoying uh, working with the kids in a oneness and so on, you know. But 
You can't, you can't, you can't turn away from your family. Can't give up on your family. That's still mm-hmm. your family, so you just got to try to bring them on over to and, where you and are. And stop, stop using the words that they're using. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These are grown men. It's just it. They grown. I mean, they smoke marijuana, but you know what they did? They went somewhere else because even though I was out there, but yet it's yeah. there, they know that wasn't what I was off into. Yeah. And they, mm-hmm. they, 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 they would go, I would have a little get-togethers at the house, they'd go way down the street Samuel 
that raised Samuel, so to speak. Because as a young child, as a baby, when Hannah couldn't have kids, and she was <coughs> of Hannah, how she, how she, how God blessed her to have a son, and she told promised God to give her a son, a male child, and she would give him back to him. And so he took Eli, and that, that child was Samuel, who we'll be talking about today, and talking about his leadership. But anyway, Samuel was given to Eli, was taken to, to, to the priest. And so Eli raised him under the under godly uh, laws and rules. It's like the other son, but the sons, the sons were turned and they did the other things. But anyway, <clears throat> to make a long story short, this was the ark was coming back though. So and, and this was the, the ark was going to be retrieved, and uh, and they uh, gathered together. The ark had they gotten the ark back, and so they were they were gathered together. So Samuel, the restoration had restored. They had gone through Samuel told them and they had to repent. If they wanted this ark, they need to repent and get away, put away them our gods and get away from them bells and astronauts and those people that they had to start to serve, Israelites, and to get them out of, that, out of their country, out of their land. And so this special place was called Methpath that they went to. And if you remember, I think, Sam, uh, uh, what was his name we talked about last? We found some. Uh, it's a place of height, a place where they went and, and where they, he called in, he called all the, all the leaders and around in the nations and all, and they get gathered together to go to Methpath. <clears throat> they really wanted to go there to, to really repent and, to, and, to, and be restored and be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my sound gave me a problem today. <clears throat> and so he, <clears throat> to, to re, re-establish themselves with God, to repent, really, to do total repentance and to confess their sins and, sins and pray and so God could, 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 could bless them again. And so as they were gathered together, the things that they did, like pouring out water and stuff, that symbolized them really emptying themselves and cleansing themselves of all the sins that they had done by following these strange gods that us uh, had to talking about, these strange gods. And so there was, it was a time of repentance that they all came together for fasting and things of that. But uh, as they came, the Philistines heard that they were down there and said, hey, they, they there, so let's go. This was a good time. They're all together together. Now it's a good time that we can come together and we can destroy them. We can take over. We can we can defeat them, you know, can can fight them. And so they came together and, and they came to uh, jump on them, so to speak, the Philistines you know, coming and jump on them down there when they heard about them being down there. And then how Samuel had told them that they, they need to fast and they need to pray and that uh, and uh, <clears throat> he would, uh, and, you know, God would, would restore them, God would, and as he will, would repent, and some of repentance, true repentance. You're not talking about just, because God knows the heart. He knows when you repent and when you're not going to repent. So you can't fool anybody else. And so, but, but the Israelites were so afraid of them. They asked Samuel, they said, you know, keep praying. Pray for us and, 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 and God will, 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 will intervene, will intervene. And again, Samuel told me, taught, taught me a lot about leadership. First of all, Samuel's leadership brings victory. It's the title of the lesson. And see, so you got good leaders and you got bad leaders. Samuel was a good leader. Samson. Well, it was a bad leader. <laughs> There's a big difference. There's a big difference between the two, and so and they were both, you know, had God had put them in place, you know, they were there. But the one thing about it that uh, uh, Samson knew who, where his step came from, and how he how he he how he chose. Uh, Samson was growing up in the growing up in the house with with Eli's son. I said, well, Samson, he could have gotten. I mean, uh, he, Samuel yeah. could have taken on some of those ways. I'm sure those boys were raised the right way. But they chose to go That's a different way. And so he took his he took he he credited his to to, to to himself instead of to God. First of all, in, in talking about leadership is what 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 I what I got this lesson about the attributes of a godly, he's a godly leader. Uh, how, how Samuel Samuel was, was showed the difference of a good leader. And not to not to go into the other lesson and you'll see he's gonna show how God intervenes. Uh, and how he how he put God first, and how he um, was superior to consolation, of cleansing, and repentance. Uh, you know, and how he had. Uh, uh, you see, the Philistines were really they they were superior. They they were totally superior to, to everybody else. They had the, the military, and how that ark when they took that ark. I just want to say a little bit about that. That ark gave them instead of them being a blessing to them. That ark gave them trouble, and them Philistines got rid of that ark. Like Sister Bogan was saying, bars broke out among the camp, and they didn't, couldn't, wasn't winning walls no more. See, they were just cleaning up things. And they say they got rid of that. Cause they were way, way. It was a curse to them. It was a blessing to the Israelites and how they rejoiced from having it because it meant God with them. 
but the God, it was not, it, it's not what the ark that was doing it. They were thinking the ark that was doing it, bringing on the blessings. But the God, this is the God, not the ark. You know, so sometimes they get, they get caught up with, with, with you know, <laughs> misplaced our, our priorities, so to speak. But it's God, the Almighty. Samuel, Samuel knew that. And so, you know, the Israelites had to realize that. And, and the Philistines sure did realize it because it brought them how the things happen to them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other comments? Yeah, in verse 8, the children of Israel, they had to go to Samuel because they, I don't guess they had enough belief, but they went to Samuel and asked him to cease not to cry out for us to God, that he will serve us, uh, that he will save us out of the hands of the Israelites, out of the Philistines. The children went to Samuel because Samuel and was a strong man and close to the God, to God, and he asked. They asked him to pray for them that God would deliver them out of the hands of the Philistines. So Samuel had to be a strong man of God. He prayed for all those Israelites, and they cried unto him to cry unto the Lord to save them. Mhm. And the only way they're going to be restored, he said, they're going to be God. See, Samuel, first of all, in terms of leadership, Samuel was called. He was called by God to be the judge of Israel. Samson shows faithfulness, and the people saw that in him. He had he had the qualities of a leader. And he, he always obeyed God and trusted God and priority. The almighty God was the highest authority in the land. And he wanted them to see that. And he was a man of, of sincere prayer. He compared Israel to confess his sins, and to what? Acknowledge God's righteousness and come back to God. And so they had a history of God. They would go in, they would go in and they would serve God, and God would deliver them every time, would do things. He showed how God showed up with them. And then how he, how he going to the wrong walls, how God had done. And so he brought it back to them, you know, and how we, how we will. We will. We will we'll go out. We like someone was saying, backslide. And, I, and, you know, man and man will do that. And that's why it's always to keep your priorities straight. You have to stay in the word. The word is life. The word is food. And, and you, 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 that's it. <laughs> that will keep you. And we also see in this, uh, you know, uh, in this text, you know, that the, uh, <clears throat> the Israelites, you know, they were pouring out the water before the Lord was a symbolic of their repentance. And the cleansing, you know, similar to the water baptism. And you see that uh, they were humiliated, uh, uh, you know, and contributed to their sins. So they, you know, acknowledged themselves as water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Uh, and another suggestion is denying mm-hmm. the liquid as a symbolic uh, confession that the Lord's favor was more important to them uh, than life sustaining water. So it just shows you that, you know, they were trying to be cleansed, you know, repent. And they also, you know, they fasted from the food, you know, frequently during this time, uh, you know, of repentance. And so mm-hmm. all of uh, you know, was showing you that Samuel, you know, he was a, a, a good leader, you know, just like we said earlier. You know, he was, you know, guiding them and also praying for them, you know, to repent, you know, so they could go back to the Lord. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And they had a heart. They had a heart to repent. And see, for thing, you know, they 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 were they were so thankful that they got that heart back, and and they they were going like that, like they like they like it was. And they go and they gonna see later on the letter how uh what the request that that Samuel is making. Same so he called all the leaders, and the other leaders of the region would take. Go to the other nations and stuff and tell them to come in. They they come and they they met at a place, see, and and, and that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, 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 guided them through that, which is our God, and the Holy Spirit was working with Samuel and how he pulled them together and stuff and saying other nations and other other uh, throughout Israel to come together and it's gonna be a community thing. We got we all got to repent of this stuff. We got to, you know we got to, and turn from these false gods. And, uh, 
you know, to get away from this other stuff and be delivered. And God will. And he said, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to intervene with God on, on, on my behalf. He would, uh, and you're going to see his request. His request will be answered. Yes, it will. Uh-huh. And what they say, mm-hmm. go ahead. I take the last part. You guys want me to? Sister uh, Banks. Okay. Um, request answered. And Sammy took a suckling lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. And Sammy cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to the battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them. And they were smitten before Israel. And the men of Israel went up to Mitzvah and pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mitzvah, Mitzvah and Shan and called it the name of Ebenezer, saying, Here are the two had the Lord helped us. And um, mm-hmm. as I was reading this and, 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 and studying this, we, we know that in the Old Testament they did something different when it came to uh, repentance. Being, uh, uh, repentance, they did animal sacrifice. And right. so in that time, they did the animal sacrifice. And then sometimes they would do like a portion they talked about, they get to the, uh, you know, a portion they share with both the priests and the you know the people, so but this right here, this burnt offering was totally to the Lord. So they gave it to the Lord, and 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 so the people and this sac- this sacrifice again again was an animal sacrifice. And we know today Jesus Christ was the ultimate sacrifice for us. So even today we have we go to we we go to the Lord. We go to Jesus and we ask in, in Jesus name. Everything's in Jesus name today. So that's how it is today. The New Testament he came about in the New Testament, but. And also talks about even as 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 praying. So this so Samuel did this unto for the people. And even today, what intercession is? That's exactly what he interceded for the people. And it's important for us to intercede. You know, I hear Sister Garner say a lot. Well, you know, we we mentioned stuff. She said, "Yeah, I prayed for them, and I prayed for them, and I prayed for them." That's intercession. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to pray for people. And it's good to pray for ourselves, but it's important to pray for others as well. But also, it also talks about praying for leaders. We need to pray for our leaders and, 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 and our earthly leaders. And we know what we're going through right now. We know what our government is going through. We know the White House. We know everything. So it's very important to pray for our leaders. And it also talks about a lot of times you pray for the leaders and you pray for the laws, and a lot of times it goes hand in hand. The leaders are lost, and we have to pray for them. We have to pray for them. And we know that uh, God answered this prayer. Sometimes prayer comes, the prayer is answered immediately. Sometimes we got to wait. But as he, as Samuel was making the sacrifice, God was answering the prayer. And this is what, what, what really um, stood out to me because the, the – Philistines, they thought they had the, the God of weather, the gods of the little G's of weather. But here come God, you know, with this thunder, you know, and, and, and I also talked about uh, his voice, you know, his voice, the power of God, and, and, and them hearing that, you know, and not knowing what to do. You know, this power, they're powerful. They're coming to fight. But they got scared. They got frantic. They panicked. And you know what that, that God made the Philistines. He, 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 God, mm, mm, mm. he will make our enemies our footstool. That's what the word of God says. And that's what happened right here. He made them, he made the Philistines, the Israelites footstool. And that's what God would do in our lives too. A lot of times, you know, it seems like these things are coming at us and they're big and they're bad and they're going to tear us down. But when we call on the name of Jesus, there is power in that name. And God will make our enemies in our very own lives our footstool, no matter what that enemy is. It can be a person. It can be a thing. Whatever it is, God can do it. And then it talks about after they answered the prayer, the memorial was erected. But see, the thing about it is what they did, look, not only did, did, did the Philistines run, but they went after the Philistines. You know what I mean? Yeah. They went after Amen. the Philistines. And, 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 and they, amen, amen. They did what they needed to do. And, and then at this point, a memorial was erected. 
and that was because it had victory. And he erected, and it talks about it, it was erected between, the, the stone was erected between the place of Mepha and Shannon. We don't know why, but it says it may have something significant to do with winning the battle between Israel and Philistines. All we know that, that, that it was erected there. And then it talks about the good leader. Because not only did, was Samuel, Samuel was a good leader in so many ways, but not only did he remind them of what their future was and what they're going to do in the future and how God was going to bless them in the future, but also he reminded them of the celebrations of the past. That's what it said. And that's what a good leader does. You know, they, take, they remind us of what God has already done for us. To, to, and I think that's to continue to allow us to know that God can do all things. Because sometimes we look at the things in the future, and sometimes, you know, we, we're not there yet, so we don't see it. But even in our own life, we got to be reminded of what God already had done. So in those hard days, in those difficult days, when it seems like, I don't know if we're going to get through this, that's a constant reminder of how good God is. If he already did in our life once, surely he can do it again. Amen. And, amen. And he, he, was a, he was a good leader. He was a good leader. I'm going to end it there for the sake of time, just in case somebody has something to say. But, but I just want to say this also. You know, we have to know that God, he can do anything. He can do everything. He's helped us in everything of our past. He's done that. He's done that. He's going to help us go through whatever we got to go through in life. None of us have met that yet. We are still alive. We still have breath in our bodies. So that means that we don't know what the future is going to hold, but something's going to be in our future. And some of it may not be as good as we would like for it to be. But even in those hard times and those, those, those struggles and, and those fighting with the enemies and all that stuff that may go on, God is awesome and he's real, and we can, we can be assured that God's going to work it all out for us and he's going to take us through whatever he needs to take us through. Amen. Amen. Even though uh, Samuel's uh, leadership, you know, uh, led to this victory, we have to know that uh, God, you know, God was in this, you know, no victory is, mm-hmm. you know, won without mm. him. And this is what made it possible. But uh, Samuel, you know, he believed, you know, in God, and he knew that through God this victory would be possible. And, uh, you know, these uh, the uh, Philistines, you know, they like, just like you said, they were on the run now because uh, they continued to, uh, you know, fear what was happening because, you know, uh, they were demoralized by this, uh, the Lord's thunder, you know, that loud clap of thunder, so they just ran away. And so, you know, through him, this victory was already, you know, won because of what he did. And uh, Samuel, you know, realized that it wasn't just, you know, him that got the victory. This victory was through the Lord. And so he made this uh, memorial, you know, he set up this memorial, just like you said, uh, uh, to him. uh, uh, And they call it the Ebenezer, which means the stone of health. And after all of this is where the Lord helped the Israelites. Uh, triumph over the uh, Philistines. So he put up a memorial to that at, at that point because they they had a victory, and it was through his leadership, but it was God also that brought this victory. It was God that brought it. They, they thundered, but, but, but God gave a mighty thunder. I'm telling you. Because they, they got them little guns. They, got, you know, they, had, they had one that flowed the control of the weapon. You know, one of God, they got yeah. control. God, God, mm. so he, he, he's, he's much, he's much greater. He had a great thunder. Right. And they don't, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we have to just realize, just like he was with Samuel, he'll be with us the same way. Amen. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And you know, uh, talking, about, talking about leadership again, uh, leader, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you affect uh, your leader affects the, the, the people, whether negative or, or positive. And right. Great, you know, and then and so it trains on leadership and the attributes. And I, I think I like about him again. I say, uh, God called him. He was called faithful, and he obeyed God and put God first and Almighty God and above all. Right. You know? And like I told him, that he and he was a sincere man of prayer. 
Amen. And not as God for his right. And some prayers, I, I keep, I keep, I keep, I keep, I keep it an example. I didn't, I didn't see why he'd be in no kind of memorial, how he took a job on, did an un, 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 unusual thing, something that couldn't happen, and, and, and hooked, hooked thousands of people in the seventh day. But, uh, but Sandy gave his, his to God. He put God first. He built a memorial to God, the Ebenezer, so that God, right. you know, that's right. He built a memorial to him. Just to thank God, that, you know, where God brought him from. And, 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 and like I know, again, like, like that half out, hip out, two, head or two, like you've got to remember where God brought you from. Amen. And it was God. Amen. Yeah. Any other comments? I think we're about at out of <clears throat> <our> time, <laughs> Sister Banks. Okay, sorry, I'm on mute. Amen, Comment. amen. This has been beautiful. I know we are close to our time for close. Yeah, it's 1030. Okay. If there are not any other comments, we, we've had a good lesson this morning, and we know that is the Israelites are uh, an example to us of the importance of worshiping God and, and, you know, God alone. God will not take second place, you know. Amen. Uh, he wants <laughs> want us to receive his blessings. We must devote ourselves entirely to him. He does not allow his people to worship him and anything else at the same time. So we just got to put our faith in him and not in the false mm-hmm. God because he's the mm-hmm. only true God. Amen. 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 You ready for me? Bank, we can close this particular okay. time. Amen. Well, and I want to say, as we were getting getting ready to end i got i've been getting um messages uh people asking me about our church service on today so i was giving trying to give that out and uh and i have to once we get off i give that out some more and then give them uh information about sunday school for women's sunday school as well as well as our um our uh, mission so i'm going to make sure i give that information but yeah god has just been sending people just amen praise god but we just want to thank uh thank God for today. The lesson was beautiful. It was a beautiful lesson, you know, and it's what we can all apply to our lives. And we want to again thank our First Fellowship family, our Queen of First Fellowship for joining us today as well as well as our guests. And you can also follow us on to our 11 o'clock service. It is First Fellowship Baptist Church right here on TalkShoe. You can go to talk if you're on TalkShoe, which you are, you can just uh, browse First Fellowship Baptist Church at 11 o'clock, and there will be a live service. Just click on there, and you can join. But you can also join us by calling 605. I was getting a little confused. 605-562-0444, and the access code is 151-6883-POUND. Again, 605-562-0444, access code 151-6883-POUND. And if you want to find out more information about our church, anything pertaining to our church, or you need prayer, you can email us at firstfellowshipbc at gmail.com. Again, that's firstfellowshipbc at gmail.com. And we're going to go ahead and close out with a closing prayer. Father God, we just want to thank you again, Lord, for a wonderful, wonderful Sunday school lesson on today, God. Thank you for all the women, God, that participated and came on, Father God. We pray, God, that your word would just not just stop right now, but it would just continue to uh, uh, just be poured into our spirit, God, and allow us to do what it says to do, Father. We thank you, Lord, and we pray, God, for our morning worship service, God. We pray, God, that you would bless the service, God. Let us hear a word, God, that would transform our lives, God, and we pray for our pastor as he pours out to us. Please pour back into him, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 See you all at the 11 o'clock service. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.